Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. And what a difference a week makes. We are your one-hour escape from reality. But what the hell is going on out there in the world? I can't just blindly sit by and ignore the fact people have attacked us. Attacked our democracy. And it is downright criminal. God bless us and God bless America. We are better than this. On to the good stuff. Today's podcast features former NC State and all ACC defensive back, Sebastian Savage. Savage has some good stories and will be entertaining for a good hour. Before we get to the podcast, make sure you're following the Chris Williams Podcast Hour on social media. The Chris Williams Podcast Hour can be found on IG and Twitter at the Chris Will Pod. That's the at sign T H E C H R I S W I L L P O D. And on Facebook, the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. Shout out to our sponsor, Yes Palettes, and the first giveaway we had. We will be selecting our first winner and announcing that on social media. Thank you, Yes Palettes. That's right. Yes, pallets. The pallet removal, waste removal, and recycling removal company that places risk mitigation, OSHA compliance, and customer-obsessed service first. Can upscale in a moment notice and remove barriers to provide you with a safe and clean work environment. Yes, pallets with the assist on the $100 giveaway. I guess everyone thought we were joking on this $100, but it's real. So thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media and let's get to the podcast. This is the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. I paint a perfect picture, bomb my suckers with precision, my intent to get with you with that and double OP. Dog, my closest homies, it's so cold, we dispose our foes. Show me up, I keep my hand on my gun, cause they got me on the run. Now I'm back in the courtroom, waiting on the outcome. Free two pockets, seems to solve us on my mind. Cause at the same time, it seems they trying to take mine. So one will get smart and get defensive with this, and put together a million marks with the gangster toys. Now they got a slate, two multi-millionaire young brothers catching cases. Busters get ready for the throwdown, the hits about to go. Me and Snoop about the clap. I'm losing my religion. I'm vicious on these two pigeons. You might be deep in this game, but you got the rules missing. Suckers be acting like they said. Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. And today I have one of the best and most popular defensive backs to ever play at NC State. It might be his name, it might have been his play on the field. Either way, both were equally impressive. Listeners. Help me welcome a former all-ACC player and draft pick of the Buffalo Bills, my former teammate, and a young man I call friend from Union County, South Carolina. Please, welcome to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, 
Mr. Sebastian Savage. Savage, welcome. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to have to carry you around with me, man, and use, use you to introduce me to people. I like that. You know, I'm glad to be here, Chris, man. I'm definitely glad to be here. <laughs> well, Sebastian, welcome to the podcast. You know, this is exciting for me and the podcast, so thank you for joining me on this and the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. We're excited to have you, and we'll be able to share some, some good lies, uh, maybe some truths, but we'll have a good time doing this. Oh, man, again, man, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm uh, glad to be a part of this. I, I like what you got going on here. Um, as I told you before, I, I listened to some of your um, previous podcast, man, and, and, and what you're doing is great, man, especially with the people you've had on and, and going down memory lane and, and and definitely listening to some stories and hearing some things that I wasn't aware of or didn't know about, uh, like I said, with Chucky Brown. And, and, oh, my God, I didn't know Scott A. Dale, you know, could tell stories like that, man. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to that. So mm. hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll keep the, you know, thing going and and have a good show with you and, and since we're friends uh, i definitely want to go ahead and say this you know you and i always um shoot the bull with one another hey man you let you left out the all-american part man you know now that i'm done playing it, it's okay to talk about myself now right so you know you, you, you got to remind the fans of that part as well you know <laughs> well sebastian i'm glad you caught on to that because sometimes I intentionally leave stuff out and hope that my guests will brag about themselves. So this is your platform. This podcast is all about you and storytelling. There, now, we have no real ground rules. You tell listeners some of your best stories, not having to do with me, bunk beds, or sounds that go thump, 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 and also no big nose jokes. Well, maybe one or two, but we'll see how this goes. How's that sound? I think I can abide by those rules, man. I, I, I'll keep that in mind. Not making any promises, but I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's start by doing this. Let's talk about where you grew up, Union County, specifically Carlisle, South Carolina. What was it like growing up there, and what was the big thing to do? Oh, my God. Well, well Chris, I know you, you came home to the great town of Carlisle with me once before, and uh, you saw how big it was. I mean, oh, my God, even to this day, man, we still just have a caution light. That's it. You know, I, I think the population, um, probably about anywhere from three to 500 people, maybe, and I always tell people this, man, where I'm from is the only place where the population never increases. So, uh, you know, real small town. But, but to be honest, man, um, I, I definitely enjoyed growing up there. I tell my kids all the time, man, I had the freedom to go anywhere I wanted. Uh, you know, the freedom of growing up in a rural place like that, you know, you can come and go as you want. I, I don't think I ever owned a, a, a key to our front door because we never locked it, you know. So wow. we, we had that, you know, going for us to where you didn't have to worry about any major, you know, break-ins or, or stuff like that. Uh, the downside about it, hey, man, everybody knew everybody. So, you know, you, you got your butt kicked by your neighbor's dad, you know, 
you know, old ladies down the street that, that knew your grandmother. You know, I was raised by my grandparents. And um, as far as for fun, man, you know, basically we played football in the street, baseball, and, man, you come out riding your bikes for miles away from the house and not have to worry about anything. And I, I spent a lot of time in the woods, man, you know, because we had creeks. Uh, you know, we used to go swimming in the creek, and and I was a country boy for for a long time, man. We had, you know, we had hogs, and my grandmother, them before I was born, actually had other animals, you know, like cows and chickens. So I, I, I took pleasure in playing with the hogs. And real quick story, <clears throat> I, I didn't know how hogs would eat anything, man. And being a kid, after I got a certain age, you know, I was able to feed the hogs, right? So, you know, when it was my time to feed them, you know, one day I'm just playing around and I, I caught a green snake and, you know, I grabbed the snake and I threw it in the trough and, man, they tore that thing up as well. And I was like, oh, my God, these things are nasty. But, but man, I, I, I enjoyed myself, man. Um, it, it was a great little small place to stay in. And you remember when you came down, the best thing of all is, man, I ate like a king, man. The food was awesome. You know, we didn't have much, but my grandmother, she, she was a cook. That's what she did for a living, you know. And, and man, when I said she can burn, she, she can burn, man. I, for a long time, I, I didn't eat anybody else's food, and I didn't eat out at um, restaurants, you know. It's not like we had them, you know, because we didn't, really. But... It, it was great, man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it trade it for the world, man. With the place that I grew up at. Okay. Now I was I was fortunate enough to go home with you and meet your family. So talk about your brothers and sister, and talk about your parents. Talk about your your grandparents, and because they were truly welcoming to me, and and I love the fact that they didn't hold anything back. Especially is it Chucka? What was your grandmother's name? Um, my grandmother, um, her name was uh, Sarah, but most people call her, you know, being in the country, her name was Sarah Ethel. And it took me years to understand what people was calling her. You know, there we go, say Russia, say Russia. You know, and I was like, who the heck are they talking to? But that's what country people do when you, you know, combine Sarah and Ethel together. You know, it doesn't sound anything <laughs> like it, but, you know, she, um, like I said, she, she, she was a, strong person in the family. I mean, my mom passed when I was 11, and at the time it, it was four of us, my older sister who you met, who uh, in a way I, I loved her to death, but, man, she, she used to get on my nerves because she was the older sister, but followed me around, and, you know, she used to come up to the games a lot, but, you know, I had two younger brothers. Um, you know, you remember Chuck and Jay, mm-hmm. and, and I think you remember, I, I actually had Jay come up and, you know, stay with me in the summer before. So, um, you know, but she had some kids of her own. And, and like I said, of course, when my mom passed, she took us all in. And, you know, it was just one big family, man. And I don't know if you remember my great-grandmother. Um, you know, we used to call her Paul. Um, she she definitely was the uh, matriarch of the family and, and used to keep us in line. Uh, I, I think I probably averaged getting you know, whooping by, you know, one or both of them probably about three or four days out of the week. But, you know, <laughs> it, it all turned out for the best. But, um, you know, yeah. my, my family, oh, my God, um, I, I think we put this in the word dysfunctional, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> I mean, because I, I know we, we argued a lot. Uh, we didn't literally fight as much, but, you know, man, because like I said, my sister got on my nerves all the time, always trying to follow me around, and, you know, always trying to hang around my friends. And I, I think she hung around you a lot when she came up the state, you know, God forbid that. And I was like, oh, my God, out of all people, why you want to hang out with that guy? You know, but. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, we back up, man. wait, 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 what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, because I know you probably said some things that I'm probably sure to this day uh, I'm not aware of what, what you um, told us. But but forget about my family, man. Um, uh, let's talk about your sisters, man. What, what are they up to? Because uh, I remember the first time I met your sisters, man, I think they looked at me and was like, you know, who the heck is this country-ass dude right here, you know, because <laughs> for some reason I remember them every game, man. They used to come to the room, man, and just sit and laugh at me. For I'm like, what What are you guys laughing at? But all the time, man, but I, I love them to death, man. It was the funniest two sisters i ever met in my life, man. So, so but when you see them, tell them I say hello. <laughs> I sure will. So my sister Kelly, the youngest one, she still tells this story to this day. So her and Chuck. We actually went to a game at NC State at Carter Finley, and it was raining. And Kelly had a friend that came with her from school, and so I, apparently the girl was hungry, and she kept saying, "I want to go up, I want to go." And they were like, "All right, go ahead already." So the girl went and got something to eat, and from the top step, they said she slipped and fell down the steps and slid all the way down to the where they were sitting. And Kelly says, Chuck looked at her with a straight face and said, I guess she was hungry. <laughs> so, but Kelly still tells that story. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, my, my family, they, they always ask about your brothers. Uh, so your sister Monica is a great girl, man. So, you know, I didn't tell her anything. I would, I would always just listen to her because she, she was the oldest one. And she always kept us oh, in charge. Okay. She would, she actually, she would keep us out of trouble. She would be like, "Nah, I don't you want to mess with this one? Nah, she ain't no good." <laughs> well, well, that she she does try to she she is. I I don't know whether it's as good or bad, but she always you know tried to act like she was the mother, you know, to 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 keep us out of trouble or, you know, like you said, um, so called blocking us from talking to certain types of girls and what have you. So. <laughs> And, and to this day, Chris, I promise you, he's still doing the same thing with my other two brothers, man. I mean, honestly, oh they still call me like, man, can you please call our sister and tell her to leave me alone, man? She's talking to my girl, telling everything that I do, and I'm like, oh, my God, you guys don't ever stop. So they, they haven't changed one bit. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. All right. So back to you, Sebastian. So as a youngster, what sports did you play? Oh, man, it, back where I grew up at, man, the only sports that we knew, and I played them all, they, they were football, basketball, and baseball. I, I played all three probably up until the time I uh, was in junior high school. Um, you know, I played – I actually loved baseball for a while. Um, I, I pitched. I was a decent pitcher. I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't throw with a lot of speed, but man, I had a I had a pretty nice curveball. 
you know, and I, I threw a couple of no-hitters in Little League, you know, and I, I wasn't a crushing hitter. You know, I knocked a few home runs, but I had a pretty decent batting average for Little League. I made all-stars, and, and, and Chris, I played football, but I don't know if I ever told you this. When I started out with Pop Warner, I started out playing tailback, and, oh, my God, on defense, man, they had me playing defensive end. You know, and, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. But believe it or not, I, I I enjoyed hitting when I was younger, but most people didn't realize why. Chris, I was mad at all the other guys most of the time because they used to always wear better clothes than I did, you know, always had money in their pocket, and people thought, oh, man, you know, you're great on defense. I was like, no, nah, I'm just, you know, going at that dude because he got on better gear than I do. That's it. <laughs> I like you know. that motivation. I like that motivation. <laughs> you know, so I played those sports until junior high, and then I actually tried my hand at wrestling one year, and um, that that only lasted one year, man. I, I take my hat off to to some true wrestlers. So, Chris, I got my butt kicked and tossed all over that mat, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, person and that. I couldn't oh. quit because, you know, I wasn't raised that way. I had to see it out. Mm-hmm. But right after the season ended, hey, the coach knew it, you know, and, and he was actually my defensive back coach in high school. But, hey, he, he looked at me at the end of the season and he said, you ain't coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So at what point did you realize that you might be special in sports, athletics? Oh, man, I was kind of, as far as my body maturing, um, it, it took me a while. Um, I, I didn't I didn't realize my, my potential in football probably until, like, my um, sophomore year in high school. Um and and before then, like I said, in junior high, Chris, I was the strong guard. I played right guard. I wore number 75 and played inside linebacker. And, wow. and I hated every bit of it, you know, because I was playing in front of guys who were, you know, way bigger than I was. And, you know, linemen smells bad, too, you know. <laughs> and they used to wear these stinky pads. And it, I, I swear it seemed like every time I – played against somebody, they would take their arm pads that was been sweaty for weeks and put it right in my nose, man. <laughs> so after after my junior year, uh, my freshman year in high school, you know, the coaches, they didn't know who we were from a can of paint, and they would just ask, hey, everybody go to the position that you want to play. So I, I moved the tailback, and all my buddies was laughing at me. They was like, no, no, he play on the line. He play on the line. And I was like, no, <laughs> shut up, you know. But but that year, um, it was like just out of the blue, man. Um, you know, playing tailback the, the first game, um, I didn't start. But when I got into the game, man, I, I, I had a couple of carries. And I think on the third carry, man, I, I broke through the line. And when I took off, man, I, I had no idea. I, I just knew any moment I was going to get hit. But when I made it to the end zone and I looked, Look behind me, man. I think the closest person probably was about 15, 20 yards away. And oh, wow. at, at that moment, man, things were totally different. You know, the coach's attitude changed for me. And, 
and, you know, I started walking around with my little bird chest out a little more, and and, and I can say with that, probably the rest was history, man. Um, you know, I, um, you know, started, you know, playing more. I was a starter eventually, and and it, it had to be around about that time that I realized that, man, I, I really love this game, and I started taking it a, a bit more seriously. Okay. Okay. Now, in high school, you attended Union County, home of the Yellow Jackets. So describe your experience there and and share one or two good stories from your, your high school days. Oh, man. I, I probably had the worst high school career that you can probably think of, man. Um, believe it or not, um, once I got to varsity, um, I played in, in, in the toughest region in the state. I, I don't know if everybody's familiar with it, but we played against schools like Spartanburg High School, Rock Hill, you know, Gaffney, Northwestern. Um, it was the same conference um, that at one point they, they compared the schools to, um, you know, small colleges, you know, Dorman High School. And, um, and, and we had a coach that came in that replaced our previous coach and, he came in with the idea of, hey, is this going to be two platoon? You either going to play offense or, or defense. But I, I guess what what eventually happened, he understood probably by midway through, during my junior year that, you know, we were the smallest school in the conference, and he couldn't do that. Um, so I ended up going both ways. But um, I actually, uh, my best year probably was my junior year um, because. For a while, I, I led the state in rushing yards. I led the state in uh, kickoff return, punt return, and also led the state in um, interceptions for a while. But my senior year was probably my worst year. I only played like four games. Um, you know, I, I didn't have much tape. And, and I think, to be honest, I, I got recruited probably mostly on what I did in track. You know, so I, I didn't have many accolades. In high school, I uh, probably wasn't well-known, but, you know, everybody that recruited me was pretty much basing all, everything on what I did in track and, and probably from most of the stuff I did my um, junior year. So, uh, unfortunately, my high school career wasn't that eventful. Um, I, I'll tell you one thing, the head coach and I, we, we got along like oil and water, you know. So, um <laughs> We, we used to class all the time. Uh, I, I knew football well. I knew the game well. And sometimes we would be watching film and we would be going over stuff. And, and I would uh, kind of interject and say, hey, Coach, I think this play would work better if, if we ran it a different way. And I would explain myself. And he would like, Sebastian, I don't need your advice. But come game day, you know, some stuff wouldn't be working right. And, and – Believe it or not, he would try it, and it would work, man, and he would just still look at me with, with the meanest look like, you know, you're still not my favorite player here. So. <laughs> but but I, I was so glad when, when I left. I was so glad when NC State offered me, um, you know, the scholarship because, you know, he pretty much had to eat crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you, you, you talk about you ran track, and. Boy, what an honor it was to watch you run. I know when we when you first came in, the thing that stood out to me was you running the quarter. You know, we had to run the quarter mile for uh, 
the conditioning <laughs> test. But I just remember your stride and how you got out there, and I was like, wow. Between you and Mark Thomas were probably the two most impressive people I've ever seen run the quarter mile. So what events did you run in track? Oh, man, in track, I, I did all the sprints. I, I ran the 100, 200, um, and both of the um, relays. I ran the 4x1 and the 4x4. Um, um, I was all region with the um, 100 and 200, and I, I ran in the state, um, you know, for three years in a row. I, I never won, but, you know, I, I pretty much held my own. So that track, man, I ain't going to lie to you, I, I loved it because, that was one thing that, you know, it, I, I didn't have to depend on the coach allowing me to um, compete because he had no other choice. You know, my, my work, you know, showed itself. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, he, he was actually actually a, a, a big fan of mine as far as, you know, helping me train and get ready. And, and um, you know, everything, my, my, my track years were just awesome, Chris. So, that that was probably the highlight of my high school career, you know. And you want to know the nickname that that, that they used to call me? They, they used oh, to call I'll, me I'll, LL. Yes, they call me LL Surflag. <laughs> and why did they call so, you that, Sebastian? Hey man, because uh, I, honestly, um, I, I never lost, and I, I think I lost two races in, in my region. You know, I never faced competition until I got, you know, either to the upper state or to the state um, track meet. So, you know, I, I pretty much dominated my region, you know, until I graduated. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, who were some of the guys that you competed against in track and football that you remember? Who were some of the best athletes? I know you mentioned Spartanburg High School, Rock Hill, and I remember going home with you and seeing – you know, Kenneth Davis and Monty Means and that type of athlete. So who were the guys that you were competing against? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if you remember from Rock Hill, Gerald Dixon played in our region um, when I played. He, he um, ended up playing with South Carolina, and, and I can't remember who he played with in the pros, but I know he was drafted. Um, you know, Spomberg had athletes. Uh, Stephen Davis were, was after me. but um, Stephen Davis. You know, they they had some um, you know pretty decent athletes, um, and I, I don't know if you remember this guy. Um, you know, we we never um, he, he wasn't in the region, but you remember this dude named Mike Dingle? You know, real big the tailback from South um, Carolina. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So guys like that, um, and, and and like I said, I can't remember any any exact names. But but like I said, competition was, was just fierce, man, and and um, we we had a lot of athletes in the region that that signed with Clemson, you know the Gamecocks were big, and it had a few that actually um, played in the SEC, but you know, not remembering names, but definitely played against a lot of big time competition. Okay, okay, all right. You talk about Clemson, you talk about South Carolina Gamecock, Gamecocks. So what was recruiting like for you? What were the schools that were coming after you, and do you have any good stories you'd like to share about recruiting? Oh man, the the one thing that I always remember about recruiting, um, I, I was recruited by Clemson and South Carolina. Those, those were two of the biggest schools, as well as NC State. 
Um, I, I got recruited by Furman as well. Um, the, one of the biggest things that I remember, and, and Chris, you remember how small I was when I got to state, man. I think I was 170 pounds soaking wet. But everywhere that I went, the first thing that all the coaches used to do, they used to look at me and go, oh, my God, I didn't know you were that small. Come on, let's go get something to eat. I mean, every single place that I went, that was the first thing that they said. They were like, oh, my God, hey, let's go get something to eat. <laughs> you know, and, and I used to laugh at that all the time, man. And, but but one thing I remember, I, I always dreamed of um, playing at, at, at a place like um, Grambling or um, South Carolina State. But, you know, wasn't that familiar with how the recruiting process worked back then, you know, as, as we are now. And um, whenever those schools used to come around, um, once they even knew that I was being recruited by those other D1 schools, they, they would tell me to leave the room. They would they say, hey, uh, we ain't even going to bother talking to you, um, you know, because we know you're probably going to sign with one of those schools that you're looking at. And, and being young and, and I guess, naive, I, I, I didn't know to speak up to say, hey, man, um, I would come play with you, but – those are some of the stories that I remember during the recruiting process, you know. Okay. And um, so if I would have got an offense from Grambling, I definitely would have went and played with Eddie Robinson, you know, because my, my best friend said, I, I know you met Paul, he was one of the head uh, referees in the MEAT. So after every Friday night, I would spend the night over his house and, and um, we would get up early Saturday and drive to wherever he was refereeing in the MIA. And, man, I um, was able to stand on the sideline one weekend with, with Eddie Robinson when they were playing South Carolina State. And, 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 man, you're talking about some hitting and the way those guys looked in the uniform. You know, they used to, you know, back then, you know, it wasn't that popular. They used to have those Newman gloves on, had the towel hanging from the side. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? this is where I want to be at. But, you know, they never recruited me. So there, there went that dream of playing, you know, with Grambling or South Carolina State. So uh, I was disappointed for a while uh, until I actually got to the NC State. And, you know, I, I didn't, you know, think back on it once I once I arrived at, you know, at the Wolfpack campus. Okay. All right. So, of course, you're getting recruited by the hometown team, South Carolina and Clemson. What was it about NC State that made you think this is the place I want to spend my next four years? Oh my God! You, you want to know the truth? Yes. <laughs> I, I I came up to to the spring game. This this was in '88, and um, you know, a little side story. You know, before before I before I arrived, I, I drove up, and and man, I'm riding in my grandmother's. You know, me, uh, my little brother. You know, Chuck was with me, and I had um, one of my high school buddies with me. And, and man, I'm just a rolling, not paying attention, man. I think I'm running about 75, 80 miles per hour. And I get pulled over in um, high point, you know, trying to get to the spring game. Hey, man, the cop pulled me over, and he didn't ask for my license. He just said, hey, uh, son, step step out of the car and come sit back here with me. Man, he put me in the car. And, Chris, it felt like 10 minutes. He didn't say anything. He was just writing on his pad, man, just writing all kinds of stuff. He said, son, where, where, where are you going? I said, uh, uh, I'm headed to NC State. He didn't say anything after that. 
he finally looked up Chris and he said, your ass is going to jail in High Point today. And Chris, I sounded like a straight crying female. I wasn't crying, but Chris, my my reply was, I'm going to jail. (laughs) That's exactly how I said it. You know, and he said, you're damn right. Man, it ain't say anything else, man. I'm sitting there, I'm shaking and I'm nervous. And then eventually he said, he said, what you going to NC State for? I said, I'm being recruited by him, and I might go to school there, you know, and I'm trembling just like that. And he didn't say anything again. So after about a few more minutes, he said, look, I'll tell you what. The judge here, he's an NC State grad, so I'm going to give you a break today. He said, I'm going to give you this ticket. I'm not going to put a price on it, but you got to promise me you're going to have your ass back here in court on this court day. And I said, yes, sir, I will, <laughs> you know. So he finally let me go. So I'll finish that story after I tell you. So so I go on. I, I get to NC State, man. I'm at the stadium. And I won't be honest. I was looking at the DBs and, you know, comparing myself to the ones out there. I'm watching the move. And the first thought that came to my mind, Chris, I was like, man, I, I can't wait here. Looking at some of the players that, that was out there. I ain't calling no names, but I was like, Oh, yeah, this is who I'm signing with because I know I can play here. That's when I knew I was coming to NC State. But, you know, during my trip there, I, I, I met, you know, some of you guys. Um, you know, I, I think Big Cat was my host, hanging out with him. Hey, that was the night that I met Chucky Brown. And, man, he had me crying. We was hanging outside the student center, and Chuck was just joining on everybody, man. <laughs> And, man, and I can't remember the guys that he introduced me to, but he was like, hey, hey, don't worry about the name. This one right here, we call him Blue, and that's Midnight. And, man, I fell out laughing, man. And, and Chuck was just tripped the entire night, man. And, and, man, you know, of course we did. You know what we do on the recruiting trip, hanging out with the players. And, and um, that, that following day, I, I told Coach Sheridan, I said, hey, um, I said, hey, Coach Sheridan, uh, I think I'm going to commit here. And and he said, are you sure that's what you want to do? I said, absolutely. And even Coach Sheridan, he, he told me, he said, you know what? He said, um, you know, finish visiting your other schools. He said, the scholarship is here waiting. So, um, you know, I, I took a few more visits to um, Clemson, South Carolina, but, you know, I, I, I still knew in my mind that NC State was the place for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, now, now Chris, to finish that story, once I got there on campus, nobody ever uh-huh. knew this, but during, 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 during camp, I didn't know that, um, you know, highway patrolmen, you know, would come and watch practice. You know, they'll stand up on the hill, you know, and watch practice. And, and the whole time, Chris, man, for about two weeks, I was like, oh, my God, they're here to arrest me because I never showed up before, Chris. Never showed up before. So every day, man, for about two weeks, man, I'm sitting out there practicing, and every couple of minutes I'm looking up on that hill to see how they came down on the field to come arrest me, you know. And, man, I'm nervous. That's all I'm thinking about, man. And, and, and when we would call it up, man, I stayed in the middle of the crowd all the time, you know, made sure I stayed around a bunch of people until we got up to the locker room, Chris. And, and for two weeks I was terrified that I was going to get arrested. <sighs> Oh, that's shameful. That is shameful, Sebastian. 
Man, I was so man. Like I said, you had no idea how the inside man. I'm like shaking every time I used to see Highway Patrolmen at practice, man. I was like, oh my god, today is the day. I said they torn with me. They they gonna let me get comfortable, and then they gonna pull the cuffs out and put me in cuffs in front of all my teammates, man. I, I was terrified, man, the whole time. And for those who've <laughs> never had the Division One college experience, Highway Patrolmen are everywhere around the team. They're Always around the team. <laughs> so I can't I, Chris, even imagine swear, what you were I, going I, through. <laughs> I, I thought they were there for me. Each, oh, my God, man, you had no idea, man. You know, I'm like, I, I can't concentrate. You know, I, I'm just worried that today is the day they're going to put cuffs on Sebastian Savage and take me to jail in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So you so, you know, the first time we met was at the college in our dorm. So you were walking around introducing yourselves to the guys. And I remember you had on that yellow T-shirt from your high school with that yellow jacket on it and the word savage written across the top. And I remember walking up to you and laughing and making a joke talking about, man, you must be a hard-hitting DB with the name Savage written on your back. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, this little dude is cocky. And you just crack this little smile and that little twang. Nah, man, that, that that's just my name. <laughs> and I just, oh, God, I busted out laughing. But I remember going back to my room. I was so embarrassed. I was like, damn, I should have looked at the roster of these three incoming guys. <laughs> oh. oh, Chris, man, I ain't going to lie to you. When I first met you, like you said, man, I was like, man, why this dude always bothering me, man? Maybe <laughs> just keep picking at me all the time, man. And, and, and you know who else made it worse? I, I don't know if you and Anthony Barber were roommates at the time, but I think you guys were together all the time. And you know what A.B. used to do to me, man? Jody. A.B., oh, my God. Hey, first thing he was like, he was like, hey, you got a girlfriend back at home? I said, yeah. Hey, the first time, A.B. just, he would just go, mm, shake his head and walk off, you know. And, and he'll come back a couple of days later. Hey, man, you, you, you ever heard of Jody? I said, what you talking about, man? And he'll shake his head and go, mm, and walk off again. I was like, man, what are these dudes, man? And then you started in on it as well. And, and, and he was doing that, him being a freshman as well. But, you know, he, he messed with everybody. And, and, and then, you know, they started getting into your head, man. And, and, and he would come back. Hey man, you think she's faithful? I'm like this mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he got me caught up in that. We had William Strong and Eddie Goins almost. <laughs> they literally almost went home one time. We had to talk them out of it because <laughs> we picked on them so bad about that. They were like, "Nah, man, it can't be an AB." You know, AB. AB literally, he would act. He would leave me in the room. He would walk out. And he'd probably walk out and laugh and get it all out and come back in with a straight face and put that hand on that little gray beard here and just start shaking his head, man. This ain't good. This ain't good, man. This ain't... Hey, exactly, man. And he would have the most serious of faces that you've ever seen. And, you know, putting his hand on your shoulder going, hey, man, if you ever want to talk, I'm down here. <laughs> Hey, and, and Chris, you know, I, I was like, man, I wonder how many relationships he'd have messed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Carlos, my boy. Yes. <laughs> yes, Nanny. I, I know he had a lot of guys calling home screaming at their girls for no reason. No reason. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, where you been today? Who you talking to? You know, I tried to call the other day, and, and you didn't pick up. <laughs> See? And, and they would come back talking about, man, she didn't answer. Maybe. See, I told you. And then my, my dumb ass would be like, man, I don't know what you're going to do because somebody's hitting it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That's exactly, Brandon. You used to take it to that level. You know, I was like, this mug right here, man. I was like, you know what? I can't wait till we put pads on because I'm trying to knock the crap out of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So... Of course, you give four years of your life to NC State dealing with people like me and Anthony Barber. So what was it like for you at NC State? And share some memories about your campus life. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, the first thing that I actually enjoyed that, that, that um, with, with all the older guys, man, when I first got there, man, was, was the nomenclature, man. The, the first thing that I learned was yard boy. <laughs> hey, man, if you actually think if you actually think about it, um, back then I don't think a lot of players after us realized that man, we didn't have not one person that I was aware of that joined the fraternity. You know, do do you remember anybody you know in our class or, or earlier that that was a part of a, a fraternity? No, no, you know, yeah. uh, Petty was the the only one that I knew, and I, what was he? Well, one of Petty, younger? yeah. Oh, yes, yes, he was the only yeah. one. Yeah, and, 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 and that's one thing that I remember about campus, man. It, it was kind of like it, it, it was taught that, hey, man, you mess with them yard boys? We hang around them yard boys for us. So, so actually, Red, I, I, I didn't hang out with too many people on campus, man, because I was like, Hey man, I might I might get my ass kicked by Big Cat and and and, and, and Biff and Ray Agnew with him, man. So 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 as far as campus life, man. Hey, if I didn't have uh, one of the guys with me, me and my roommate Greg and and Rick and Mike, man, uh, you know we we hung out on campus with with each other. So, but but it, it was still cool, man. I, I remember hanging out at the student center during the day and and. Um, you know, just chilling in there, sitting in there in between classes. But it, to to me, coming from where where I came from, man, I, I was on top of the world, man. You know, um, I had my own room, so to speak. And oh man, eating that case, man, getting three meals a day. You know, breakfast made the order. Um, man, I I was like, I can hang out here for the rest of my life. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was lovely. Case, there's nothing like it. Especially, you know, you come like you talked about. You know, I wasn't, I didn't come from a, a well-to-do background, so we struggled for some meals. But when I got to NC State, oh, I ate everything. Steak every Tuesday, like you said, breakfast made the order. I put on some weight. I, <laughs> oh man, I think I think my first year, man, I, I went from uh, 170 to to 190. I think before December hit, you know that that's how big of a difference as far as like you said eating eating three big meals every day and and also working out and of course you saw me when I got there I, 
man, I used to break out in hives if if um, you got me in the weight room in high school because um, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't happening. I mean, true story, Chris. You, you know how when you first come back, you know, especially like your first time there, you have to show up in the weight room and, and they test you on benching and squatting. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, I get there, man, and first of all, I'm, I'm looking at all the other DBs that, that came in with me, right? Um, you know, you had Mike Williams, um, you know, Wade and Mark. You know, those guys were cut up, ripped. I'm looking at everybody getting on the bench, man. They warming up with 225, you know, and I'm looking at them going, God, that's a lot of weight, man. And and Coach Heeks, you know, that's it. Come on up here, show us what you got. What, what you going to warm up with? You know, he said, want me to leave 225 on there? Hey, Chris, I shook my head and I said, no. He said, uh-oh, what you want, 240, 250? I said, nah, I said, take those 245s off. <laughs> hey, he, he looked at me and he was like, Nah, I can't let him go out like that. You know, he said, I- I- I'm going to leave 225 on here, Bastion. Come on, you can do it. Chris, man, I got up under the bench, man. Hey, he took it off. <laughs> Chris, he had to hurry up and pick it up. <laughs> he hit my chest. <laughs> and I couldn't get it up. <laughs> hey, he put it up and he put it back on the bar. And he said, put, put him down for 230. <laughs> And he, he pulled me to the side. He said, yeah, make sure you don't miss no work schedule work. <laughs> Chris, man, I was so embarrassed, man. I was like, oh, my God, I, I got to be the weakest one in there, man. I was like, I, I don't know how my football career is going to turn out if it's based on working out in this weight room, man. Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, well, that embarrassment was brief. Because you went on, you had a very memorable career with the Wolfpack. So what were some of the great memories that you have about playing and being part of the NC State program? I can't talk, so just just work with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my journey there was, was uh, to me, man, it, it, I think everything happened at the right time for me. Like I said, my first year, you know, of course I was red-shirted. But, um you know, on the field, it was different for me, man. Um, like, like I said, I, I knew the game. Um, didn't have any problems with techniques. I, I understood formation. And, and I understood, you know, from from reading certain keys at the offense. So um, I even had Coach Green tell me, you know, my freshman year, he was like, hey, uh, I, I see that you were well taught. Uh, but, you know, I'm a red searcher, you know, so I can get a full four years out of you. And, um, you know, it just, just happened – you know, the guys ahead of me, you know, like Jesse, Snake, and Joe, and, and, and B.A., you know, sitting back learning from them, you know, and buying my time. And like I said, I, I eventually, you know, put on some muscle, um, got my size up, and, and, and man, I, I think the way I progressed and, and um, you know, my freshman year, I, I didn't start, but I played a lot. And, and actually, Chris, um, that year, you know, Coach Green told me, he said, hey, no matter who get hurt in the secondary, you know, Bassey, you going in the game. He said, um, we'll rearrange the secondary accordingly. But, um, you know, if the strong safety went down, he said, you going in there. If the pre-safety go down, you going in. And, and and I actually got, you know, some decent amount of playing time. And, and the more I played, the, the more confident I got. You know, the more 
I, I said, hey, you know what? I, I can play in the ACC and 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 I can uh, do some good things and and um, you know, my sophomore year, I, I think that was my uh, coming out year. Uh, you know, I, I started that year. Uh, I actually had a few interceptions and and um, like I said, my confidence just kept growing, man. And you know, by the time my junior year came, and uh, in, in my mind. You know, you know, I, I never was one to brag or anything, but I, I knew I was gonna have a great year. You know, that year because I, I was so confident in, my, in myself. Uh, I had been exposed to uh, the other players in the league and, and knew that, you know, I, I could compete with them at, at a high level. And my, my junior year, man, the first three games, I, I think I had like five interceptions the first three games, and. Okay. And and man, Chris, um, you know, I, I was on cloud nine, and um, you know, just remember, you know, just balling out of control, man. And but but I think at some point, man, I got frustrated too because when I started out that hot, you know how they keep so many stats now. I, I always wonder. Sometimes I still sit and wonder when I'm reminiscing, you know, about how many passes I actually got after the North Carolina game, you know, because after that, man, I, 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 I didn't get no action, man. And, and um, it was just, uh, it seemed like some days I was just out there. And, and, and Coach Green sometimes used to call down to the, you know, from the press box, and he was like, Vassie, what, what the hell are you doing out there? I mean, sometimes he used to let the receiver just run by me to try to bait the quarterback to throw the ball. So, so um, that, that, that was – you know, something I used to do out there that I don't think I even share with, with, with too many people, but I was trying to do anything to kind of get involved in the game. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but, hey, man, I, I still have some of the best memories of, of competing and, and, and competing at a high level, man. So uh, I, I wouldn't trade it, trade it for the world. If I had to do it all over again, I would definitely do it at NC State, man. Okay. All right. Now, if you could go back in time and replay one game, what game would it be? Oh, man, it would definitely be the uh, Florida State game. I, I think that was the um, worst game of my career. Um, you know, I was excited to play the Seminoles. Um, you know, at the time they had the number one receiver, Shannon Baker. Um, they, they had this other guy that they were pumping up, Jamie Knox, who – I thought he was garbage, you know. Um, and, and I don't know if you remember Tamarick ran over, but in, in that yes, game, I do. I, I, yeah, I, I gave up, you know, one touchdown to um, Shannon Baker, but I, I missed a couple of interceptions that I should have had because they, they, talk, they were talking about how fast he was, but he never ran by me. I was always stride for stride, man. And, you know, on, on a couple passes, man, I just – just lost the ball, man, and, and um, you know, gave up a couple long plays. And, man, you talking about something that stayed in my mind a lot. Um, you know, I was like, man, if I had to do that all over again, I, I know that game would be totally different, you know. So that that's the one game that I, I wish I could go back and do all over again. Okay, okay, all right. Well, to this day, my favorite Sebastian Savage play – it's obviously the interception versus Chapel Hill. 
He went 99 yards with four seconds to play. So to your best of to the best of your ability, describe that play and what you remember about what happened when you picked that ball off. Well, first of all, I remember, man, I had no respect for, for the Tar Heels. None. I always thought they were garbage. You know, even today I think they garbage. You know, um, man, I'm going to be honest, Chris, um, I, I, I used to just, punish their receivers, man. I used to tell coach, I said, man, let me play bumping around the whole game. Um, I remember they had one guy named Holiday, you know, and he thought he was just the world. And, man, I used to beat the crap out of him. But, you know, and, you know, they had Natron Means at tailback. And I I ain't never have too many, you know, crushing blows. But I, I remember before that play in that drive, they had like a, um, and one drive before that, they had like a third and one, and they ran to my side. And, man, I, I, when I hit Natron, man, I thought I was hitting somebody that weighed 120 pounds. I blasted him, and I was like, oh, my God, man. I'm like, you garbage. You let you let me, you know, and I, and I know he outweighed me probably about 30 pounds, you know. But on that interception play, um, I was already feeling good because, you know, I had an interception early in the game, and and I was like, man, I, I got to get one more. And I, I wasn't really thinking about it that way, but, you know, I was like, man, I, I just want one more. And and um, they, they were still trying to score, and I think the quarterback was Chucky Barnett at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he was trying to throw an out route, and I don't know who tipped it. I don't know what, whether it was Tyler Lawrence or somebody that tipped the ball and I saw it floating, man, and I was like, is this ball coming to me? And I was like, oh, my God, it is. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> hey, man, when I grabbed it, I, I just took off, man, and, and I was like, I, I, I got to score, man. And, and all I know, I was like, hey, I, I don't want anybody to come close to catch me. And, hey, man, next thing I know, I was in the end zone. And when I finally saw the play, I, I was even surprised that I was like, "Oh my God, Chris, man!" I, it 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 just looked like I just was shot out of a cannon, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "There's no way that nobody's catching me." The only person that was close to catching me was Coach Portis. Man, <laughs> if you go back and look at the film, I swear Coach Portis was running like a four four down the sideline. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, man!" Look at Coach Portis moving. And and that's what I remember most about that play. Coach Porti, you know, running on the sideline. I swear he ran with me for about at least 10 yards, you know, stride for stride. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Oh, man. So, you obviously, you had a great career at NC State. Um, draft time comes. You're selected by the Buffalo Bills. Talk about, one, talk about how excited you were to get drafted. And then talk about some of you, you know, the experiences with the NFL. Well, uh, again, man, I was still living the dream because uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie, you know, and, and say that, man, I always had dreamed of playing in the NFL. Um, you know, I, I was kind of, um, I, I wouldn't say a real nerd. I was what they call a balanced nerd. You know, I, I did great in school, had, had great grades, and, 
I, I'd always said, hey, man, if, if I never got a scholarship um, from sports, I, I was going to go to school on an academic scholarship. But getting drafted, you know, was kind of like, wow, man, look look where you are and look where you came from. You know, little, little skinny kid, um, you know, they, they have, you know, these star ratings for the athletes now. I, I said back then I probably would have been given a one-star rating. Um, here I am getting drafted by the AFC champion. Um, you know, get a chance to try to play with the Buffalo Bills, man. And, and and I didn't realize it until I left Buffalo. And a lot of other guys, you know, like Big Cat and Ray Agnew, um, you know, they were like, man, you, you went to, to Buffalo, man. And, you know, you know, being at the Super Bowl my first year um, in the league, you know, getting an AFC championship ring, um, the, the players up there, man, were, were, were awesome. Um, you know, um, I remember, you know, hanging out with Bernice Bennett, you know, Daryl Talley. Man, Jim Kelly was, was hella cool, man. He had me over at his house, you know, plenty of times. And, and man, he used to sit there and chit-chat, you know, with me like, like I was one of the guys, like he knew me. Um, you know, we had uh, – Jim Richter up there from NC State, man, he, mm-hmm. you know, had me over at his house a few times. And, and man, when I said Buffalo took care of their players, oh, my God. You know, he didn't, man, you didn't have to ask for anything, man. The facilities were nice. Man, you, you ate like a king every day. I, I don't think I, I fed myself much, man, because, you know, of the way they used to feed you, man. They, you know, they used to provide steak and shrimp and every blue moon, man, you would have lobster tails. And, and oh, wow. I missed that when I went to uh, to Denver and the Redskins, you know, totally different. But one of the biggest memories I remember at Buffalo, um, you know, we were in camp and, you know, we finally were getting, to, getting ready to go to full pass. And I, I remember me and Thomas Smith, um, he, he was drafted. You know, he was the first-round draft pick from Carolina. So we're in the locker room, man. We getting dressed. Man, I'm putting on pads. You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to show these guys something. I'm going to crack some heads. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best in one-on-one. Man, Nate Odoms walked up to me, and uh, he said, Tupac. You know, he used to call me Tupac. Tupac, what, what, what you doing? I said, what you mean? He said, um, Man, take off some of this stuff you putting on. I said, what you talking about? He said, you see what I got on? Hey, man, Nate had on some spider pads. He had them took his um, pants and cut them up into shorts, you know. And he said, this it, bro, this full pants right here. He said, we don't do that here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, man, the, the first person that I actually hit was Mel Gray of the Detroit Lions. That's how much oh, contact. Wow. We, that's how much contact we had with the Buffalo Bills. You know, that that's how practice was. You know, their, their motto was just, hey, you're professionals. Um, you know, you receive the summer workout program at this point in your career. Um, you know what you need to work on, but we're not going to beat up our bodies here in practice. You know, we're going to concentrate on learning plays and, and um, you know, conditioning. But, man, I didn't hit anybody uh, until our first scrimmage game against, um, you know, pregame against Detroit Lions, and that was male great, man. And, and, and it was great, man. Uh, you know, one funny story, um, you know, like I said, Cornelius Bennett used to mess with me a lot. 
the first time that it snowed and got real cold, you know, I'm, I'm getting dressed, you know, putting on long sleeve shirts, and you know, Biscuit looked at me again. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, young blood, uh, you know, make sure you get dressed right, so uh, you know you can uh, deal with that weather." Man, we leave the locker room, hey, and we head across the hill and go into a bubble. Hey, Biscuit came up to me and said, uh, "Hey, man, uh, you trying to lose some weight today?" Because uh, he said we we don't practice in that stuff, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> he said. We, 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 we don't go outside until uh, Saturday to do a walkthrough, man. He said, we, we don't do that here. And I was like, man, this this, this is the life, man. And, and it was just great, man. Um, it, like I said, uh, another guy that was pretty cool was, was Daryl Talley, man. Um, he he was kind of like the, uh, I guess, the uh, grandfather of the team, man, because he's always getting, you know, young bucks together and, and literally keep us out of trouble, you know, and say, hey, man, concentrate on football, that we'll let you hang out with us every now and then, but, you know, I won't let you hang out with us too much. Because, Chris, when I tell you, when they used to hang out, oh, man, they, they used to have this bar they used to go to, man, and, you know, I'm talking about drinking all night and then coming to practice like it wasn't nothing. And I, I, I told myself, I was like, yeah, I can't hang out with these guys, man, because <laughs> the way they live, I wouldn't survive at all, man. But I, I was just shocked that what they was able to do and, and still play at a high level, you know. And that's what I respected about those guys, you know, at, at Buffalo. So that that was a great experience with them. Um, things didn't work out, but I, I wasn't too surprised because, you know, when I talked to the GM, um, I forgot his first name, but Jerry Butler. You Butler know, was he, there? he was okay. real. Yeah, he was real honest, and and he actually told me, he said, hey, Sebastian, um, he said, we drafted you because you was the best athlete on the board at the time. Um, you know, but they, they had everybody coming back. You know, they had everybody in the secondary coming back, and, and um, you know, he just said, hey, it's going to be hard to, to make the 53-man roster. But like I said, they kept me on the practice squad, and, and when the season ended, um, you know, I parted ways, and that, that's when I signed with Denver, you know, that following all season. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Sebastian, I've never said it. Congratulations. You, you've worked hard. You've always worked hard. You are very talented. Didn't take advantage of your, your skill set. So congratulations. Um, Got to cut it short. So, But before we go, I want to play a speed round with you. And, you know, in a way, I think you're holding back a little bit on me. Some of these questions I ask, you know, you're holding, you even told me before, you don't want to tell me certain stories. So I'm going to do something different, all right? And I think there's a better way to get this information out of you. So I got someone on the line that can probably oh. get the truth out of you. So ladies and gentlemen, listeners, welcome one of the best fullbacks ever to play at NC State, and one of the funniest people you will ever hear. And he was also Sebastian Savage's roommate, the one and only Greg Manor. Greg, welcome, and help me out here. Get Sebastian hey. to stop telling these damn lies and acting shy. Hey, hey, can y'all hear me? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm What's, hey, up, hey, what's up, back hey, What's up, Chris? <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm on here to, uh, to keep Sebastian from telling too many lies. So um, I'm going to mention five things, 
five things. Imagine you say the first thing. You say the first thing that comes to mind. Tell, tell the truth, okay? First thing that comes Uh-oh. to mind. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Right, you ready? You ready? You ready? All right, here we go. Uh, the first time we had too much to drink in college. Oh God! Running across the highway to tow up. Almost Run getting hit by car and, and waking up the next morning, um, not knowing how I got there. <laughs> okay, all right. I remember that. All right, all right. The next one. The next one. What does it mean when one of us says they said it couldn't be done? <laughs> hey, going to the beach at the drop of a dime with with, with only about twenty dollars in in our pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but, Beach, but the, fact that, that the, the fact that you brought that up, the fact that you brought that up, I, I, I got to share this story then. When, when you said <clears throat> it couldn't be done, Chris G has got to tell the story about how he pimped out the cats that he went to the beach with <laughs> that day. Wait, this is, this, we're supposed to be talking about you. <laughs> Um, nah, Greg, you gotta tell it. You gotta tell it. Okay, 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 okay. So without without I want, G, I want you G to tell huh? the story about how you took everybody's money <laughs> and, well, and how you well, distributed we the, the, the meals of what you had and what you made them eat. You gotta tell that story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, I was I was driving the car, right? It was time to come back. It was time to go back to Raleigh. And I had on, matter of fact, I had on one of your Jams outfits that you get. Remember the Jams outfits with the uh, the shirt and the shorts that matched? Well, I, hey, I had it was, I had a, it was the Georgetown. It was the Georgetown outfit. You had on the Georgetown tank top with yeah. the shorts matched. <laughs> yeah. And somebody, it was like it was like December, and somebody told me I wouldn't jump in the pool. And I jumped in the pool anyway in your jam outfit. But anyway, so um, it's time to come back. And I had about half a tank of gas, and I didn't have any money. And so the guys in the vehicle, without giving up their names, I, I stopped. I, we were hungry. We were starving. I was like, hey, man, everybody put in some money. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get us something to eat. It was like, okay, gee, I'll get you some money. <laughs> so I, I collect the money. It was three. It was three guys. So I collect the money from those guys. I go to McDonald's. I get our food, whatever. So I bring back a bag of food, and they they're not paying attention. So I'm I'm like I give them like a hamburger and a fry, a hamburger and a fry, a hamburger and a fry. Okay. So they're all happy and everything. So I'm driving. You know, I'm driving. I got me a Big Mac, large fry, apple pie, <laughs> large drink. So they finished their meal like early, and they're looking at me like, hey, yo, gee, how you got all that stuff? I'm like, man, I'm, I'm hungry, man. I'm the driver. I got to get make sure y'all get back home safe. So <laughs> These the things come to treat them like little kids. I was like, oh, my God. I said, how y'all let G do y'all like that? Hey, hey man, uh, you know, we, we thought he was going to go in there and get something for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I, I, I went and got something for everybody. I didn't have enough I didn't have enough money to get everybody a Big Mac. Somebody had to have a Big Mac. Um, all right, next question, next question. Who sang the song better, 
um, uh, my prerog- my prerogative. Who sung it better, Bobby Brown or Chris Williams? It had to be Chris Williams. <laughs> they say I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question and make sure you tell the truth on this. What happens Uh-oh. when you drink liquor what happens when you drink liquor and tobacco juice? <laughs> oh man. Who even showed that to you? <laughs> and then what happened? Um I, I, I think I brought that habit back. One time I, I was hanging out with my best friend, Paul, and he was dipping, and I started dipping. And um, I came back, and then me and G started dipping. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. we, we, we we suckered somebody into, uh, hey, man, try it, try it, try it, man. <laughs> and they, they ended up drinking it. They they spat on the window because they thought the window was down, and then they ended up throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> or from inside the car. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they didn't. They didn't have real big ankles, did they? <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, hey, the last, last, the last thing I want you to be truthful about, and, and Chris doesn't even know that I'm about to ask this question, but what happens when Chris Williams begs me to give him a haircut? This man begged me to give him a haircut. I'm like, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really cut hair, but come on, G, give me a haircut, man. What happens is my damn sisters go after you. <laughs> I thought hey, your sisters. How, how long? How long did it take you to grow your hair back, man? I swear it took you like four weeks for your hair to get back right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was the ugliest haircut. What do you want? He said, I'm out of fade. I'm like, I don't know how to cut no fade. I said, it was every, it was, if I can cut everything off evenly, it'll be fine. But he's like, nah, cut me a fade. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, since you're on the phone, do you remember that time? I, I think, I don't know if this was doing spring ball. I, I think it was doing spring ball, man. And, and one day we decided to play hooky. Me and you was in the room. We had the door locked, you know, playing tech mobile. We had yep. a, heard a knock at the door. Do you remember who came to the door? I don't know why they was looking for us, uh, but, but I know we supposed to have been at a workout or something like that. And um, you remember when we got caught skipping a workout? And do you remember who knocked on the door? And, and he was on the door with a such a disappointed look in his face. Remember when Coach no. Hicks called us? Remember when Coach Hicks called us playing hooky? Oh yeah, Coach Hicks. And you was oh. in the room talking about football roll. Yeah, playing with New York, doing that curl route, just killing me. And every time he called yep. it, 
Hey, Chris, and I think that's why we got caught, because at first, we, you know, we weren't answering the door, and she and us talking about, what <laughs> You can match that pearl route. The Bavaro, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just some crazy days. Well, I I, 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 um, I appreciate Chris uh, inviting me to the podcast, man. It's it's good to uh, – because I was on here for a while, you know, listening to you, just trying to be quiet so you wouldn't know that I was here. But, uh, yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. See, see Chris, the, the downside is, man, like I said – we got too many stories that I don't know if we should share, man. Because uh, I, I I remember one story <clears throat> to where remember when all of us was hanging out and uh, we, we we was trying to go to the hole in the wall strip joint <laughs> and we didn't we never made it to our destination. Uh oh. <laughs> because we because because we, we we had an interaction with, with the police. Hmm. <laughs> uh. Do you, do you remember that? Cut. <laughs> yeah, cut. Yeah. Cut. Oh, my God. Listen, I, say, um, both of you have to tell one more story from NC State. You both get one more cut. story. I don't care who goes first, but you get one more story, and then we'll cut this thing off. <laughs> All okay, right. I got one. I got one. Go ahead, G. Well, well, Sebastian kind of said something about it first when I first got on. When we were freshmen, we got on we got on campus and we was going to a party at the CI, and we didn't know nothing. We didn't know how to dress. We didn't know how to look. It was uh, me, Sebastian, I think Rick and Drew, um, and we didn't know, you know, what if they CI rocks the party? No, we didn't know none of that stuff. So we go to there, we go to there, <laughs> we go up in there, and. Um, I think Drew was the first one to say, Wolfpack party. <laughs> we didn't know what the hell. We didn't know what to say. And everybody looking at me like, Wolfpack party? What the hell, what the hell are these young boys talking about? But, you know, that's my story. All right. I, I, I got a story. Chris, I, I remember you were talking about, you know, the yellow shirt that I had on when you first saw me. Well, I had this other outfit that I used to rock in Union County on the night that I was feeling myself. You know, I, I I felt like, you know, like I was going to, hey, man, I'm going to pull any girl with this outfit right here because I know I'm cool and I'm looking good. I had my high-top box fade type, but I had this pink Ocean Pacific shirt. You know, I had the sleeves rolled up. You know, I used to roll the sleeves up back in the day. And, and man, it was just this strong pink, you know, and I felt, I felt confident in it. And I had on some blue pants with it as well. But I don't know if y'all remember this. You remember I had some pink shoes that I put on with it too? No. Hey, man, I put that outfit on one day that we went down to the CI. Man, I got joined on so hard and so long. <laughs> when I came back, man, I put everything in the trash can. And I never wore that outfit again. <laughs> Man, that, was, that, that, that hurt your feelings right there. Hey, 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 that crushed my spirit for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I, I thought gosh. I was the Mac Daddy when I had that outfit on, man, but I got blasted so hard, man, that <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I – I don't know if I, I – I didn't leave the party because I was like, man, I ain't going to let them, you know, run me away. Man, but the fellas gave me so much hell, and they kept talking about – 
this brother got on pink ass shoes to go with his pink <laughs> ass shirt. <laughs>
His entire 240-pound body. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, my arm burning, my thighs burning. Mm. Hey, I'm, I'm sweating real hard. I'm like, gee, you got to try a little harder than this, man. I'm like, lean up just a little bit. Hey, it seemed like he leaned back even more. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't know. If, if we don't make this time today, I said, I don't know if I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> but we made it, though. We we, we made it. <laughs> hey, Chris, when we cross the finish line, man, I, I laid down. <laughs> In high school, I never had to run more than a quarter, right? So get to college, and I'm like, okay, what's this mile thing all about? So, you know, eventually, as I got older, you know, junior, senior year, started, I started getting better. But when I first got there, I was like, I can't, I can't. This is crazy. Well, you can't run a, you're not running a mile in a football game, I was saying to myself. But it was, it was conditioning. It was all, it was all good. Yeah, I wasn't the only one out there, I'll tell you, tell you. No, no, you. But, but but Chris, you're right, man. I I I got plenty more stories that 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 I could have shared, man. But um, you know, I, I know we're running out of time, man. But uh, you know, man, you know, trying to compress four years of 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 some great times, you know, um, it, it's kind of hard to do, man. But but uh, I I don't know if we got more time, but I, I I'll tell you one one game that I do remember. It's the first time that I got the crap knocked out of me in college football. Um, I, I think we were playing either Kent State or, or Middle Tennessee State. And and the whole week um, on special teams, their kickoff return had this one play that they were running to where one of the outside guys would, would peel all the way around the entire team and come back and blindside somebody. So, you know, they kept saying, hey, watch out for this guy. Because he gets somebody every game, don't you be the one. So we beating the crap out of them. So, you know, we kicking off several times. And, 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 man, I'm racing down the field each time just, you know, just feeling myself going, hey, look at the speed. I'm the first one down the field making a tackle, you know. So after about the third kickoff, man, I shoot down the field again. I'm hauling tail. And Mike Reed was next to me for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Mike Reed peeled back. I didn't think anything about it. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, Mike can't run with you anyway, you know. So I kick it up another gear, you know. I'm going, yeah, look at this speed. Hey, man, I ran by one guy, and before I knew it, man, I saw that dude that cracked that, that does the crack back, and, man, he was this little short, stubby, bodybuilder-built linebacker. And before, I, I, I couldn't move. I couldn't go to the left or right. I couldn't even bend down in the, in the position to even defend myself. Man, he put all of his face masks shoulder in my chest so hard, man. And the first thing that hit the ground was the back of my head. Pow! I was like, hey, and I made a noise. And I ain't going to lie to you, this is the exact noise that I made. I went, <laughs> when, he, when he hit me, man. <laughs> hey, so I popped up off the ground like nothing was wrong with me. I actually played, you know, a couple of series, and then they punted, 
Hey, man, I ran to the sideline real fast. I ran straight to the trainer's table. Hey, I took off my shoulder pads myself. Hey, Buck Wright came running over there. He said, what's wrong? I said, I said I'm hurt. He said, where are you hurting at? Hey, Chris, I rubbed from the bottom of my waist all the way up to the top of my shoulder. <laughs> he, he said, can you pinpoint it? I said, I am. I said, everything hurt right here. <laughs> oh, Coach, Pate, Coach Pate came over there and said, son, what the hell are you doing? Why are your pads off? I said, I can't play no more today, Coach. <laughs> 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 that dude, man, knocking the crap out of me, man. I was like, I ain't never been hit so hard in my life, man. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that is a classic. That is a classic. All right, fellas, that's it. That's all I got. Again, I appreciate right. both of you for coming on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, and we will talk soon. Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right, fellas, take care, man. Take care. Love y'all. All right. All right, love you too, bro.